Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 49. Um, I've got the delectable Carmen with me. We're going to, in this episode, we're going to be discussing all Vin's AI, all the tools that are out there that could and should be able to help you build a magnificent membership website, the content especially. Getting all the content is always a drag. It has to be done, but I think we've got a great selection of possible tools and solutions that might be able to help you. So, Carmen, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers of our great show? Yeah, sure. So my name is Carmen Kendrick, and uh, full-time I work with LearnDash as a product marketing manager. And in my free time, you can find me skating, cooking, reading, all that fun stuff. We haven't got any free time, though. This is the problem, <laughs> isn't it? Partly, yeah. This The end of the year is always tough. <laughs> right, there we go. So it should be a great show, folks. But before we go into the main meat and potato of the show, um, I've got a couple messages from our sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. Just want to say, got some great special offers from the major sponsors, plus a created list of the best WordPress plugins that can help you build a great membership website on WordPress. And me and Carmen thinks you should be building it on WordPress. To get all these goodies, all you have to do, folks, is go over to wp-tonic.com slash deals wp-tonic.com slash deals and you find all the goodies there what more could you ask for probably a lot more but that's all you're going to get from that particular page sorry to disappoint um well i don't think you'd be disappointed it's a great list and some great special offers so oh my god come on i went potty here didn't i uh, uh we've got a list here haven't we um so before we delve into all these fantastic products and services, Carmen, what's your own general view where we are with AI? You know, what's been your own journey? I'm sure you've been looking at some of these tools. Mm-hmm. So before we go into the Pacifics, what, what's your feelings where we are at the present moment? I think that it's moving very quickly. Um, there are so many new tools and products entering the market that it's almost hard to keep up with. Uh, but I like it. I, I haven't looked into the uh, more legal, because I know that's been coming up a lot, legal ramifications of AI and how they kind of want to slow things down. But from being someone in technology, um, it's actually a great thing for me at this moment. I think you've touched something which, would, which apart from the technology and it's still in flux, is the main concern for anybody utilizing these, this technology to build their course is the intellectual property um, questions here. Basically, um, the systems are utilising original content to learn from, and then they mimic new content, but they need original content to do their magic. And in some forms, it is a kind of form of magic. Because my understanding is that some of the mathematics that is utilised, they don't totally understand how it works, <laughs> uh, um, which is interesting. Um, but the the problem is a lot of the works that they're utilising have their own IP and they haven't got the permission of the authors or the artists or whatever the source comes from 
to actually do that. And I think, well, we can't know, but it looks like this is going to be a real legal minefield. Would you agree with what I've just outlined? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I wonder about the content as well because I use it. But, um, yeah, it's tough. Like, even in schools, uh, when it comes down to academia, it's it's a lot to take in <laughs> if you're doing things the right way and, you know. So what do you think? Do you think, I think a lot of um, writers and that are already combining together and t- and. I think there's already some legal action that's been taken out. You could say that some settlement will have to come because it is grossly, you know, if somebody has written a um, a book, article, whatever, and they've got ownership of it, just just to take it without permission, isn't right, really, is it? No, it's not. Um... But it, it's almost like when you we've done things in the past and we had to look at multiple sources to help us with our own writings and I think or just anything that you're creating. And I think it's very important to be a responsible um, user of this technology. Um, you kind of just know like, hey, you shouldn't just be copying and pasting everything you see from, you know, whatever input tool you're using, AI input tool you're using. So I think that's also where it has some responsibility on us as users on how much we use um, in our works. Thank you. So let's get on. Let's have a look at some of these tools then. Um, so the big daddy, the big daddy <laughs> is chat GPT from open. Um, right. Just get me um, open AI. Um, kind of started the storm. Obviously they were, you know, Google was building their own technology and then, this plucky, well-financed um, startup, financed by some of the biggest names in tech, came on the scene. And um, I, I haven't actually used it. I've, I've been utilising a lot of AI tools, but I've chose not to utilise it, chat GPT, directly. Um, starts starts at $20 a month. Um a lot of people say when they they went to Jack GPT four that the actual content seemed to deteriorate. A few people said that to me that were utilizing it directly. So, what's your thoughts about Jack GPT? And do you utilize it natively? Or do you give them your twenty dollars a month? At one point, I did. I thought because the reason why when it first came out, the free version, um, there would be a lot of times it would be overloaded, and in that moment I was using it quite a bit to come up with ideas and different things and so I paid for the premium version because you always had access instead of like oh you know you can't use it right now I'm like I need to use it right now Um, so for a while I did um, and then I did resubscribe to the premium plan recently but honestly I didn't feel like I used it enough to um, to justify spending the $20 and I realized that Chat GPT is just a way for me to not stare at a blank page and kind of just get the ideas going. It's not meant for me personally to be a thing that gives me everything I need, just a starting point. I think that's a good way of looking at it, really, because um, how do you see yourself? Do you see do you see yourself as a quasi-professional writer? Or, you know, how do you classify yourself? I am in between. I think that I write well enough, but I still need prompts. <laughs> and ChatGPT is perfect for that. But not worth the $20 a month they want from those prompts? No, no, not at all. To me, it just depends on, I guess, how much you're using it. I can't really speak on the quality from the, what is it, ChatGPT 4, based on 3.5, whatever the last level was before that. So I don't know about the quality. Yeah, I've, I think... I think, folks, if you're going to utilize it to produce course content, the prompts, you're going to spend a lot of time prompts because the content it produces, um, 
is okay, but it's really dependent on the feedback and the prompts that you give it. And I I don't think it's the best tool to knock out really long form content. Um, but on the other hand, maybe that's a good thing because I would suggest that you when you're writing your course content that you control yourself and don't knock out really long form content in your courses. But um I think it could give you an outline, it could give you ideas, it could give you, is it worth the $20 for that? I leave that to your discretion, listeners and viewers. So let's go on to the next one, which is interesting, really, totally different. This is um, Easy AI, um, really aimed um, as a really course generator it's a quasar professional tool well that's where it's aimed it's aimed mm-hmm. at the semi corporate well this is my own take on it um it's aimed at the kind of semi corporate semi professional individual that's producing training content on a regular basis for either themselves or for their organization what's your feelings around this one and what i've just said yeah so i think the easy generator one it's pretty cool although i'm seeing that i don't know how much of a place it has because a lot of the um tools or lms tools out there that are used in more professional settings they're building this kind of technology directly into their tools so from a long-term standpoint, I'm not sure how long they'll be, I don't want to say successful, but it just seems like it's, if you don't know, then yes, this is a great tool for you. Then I also wonder about, um, these are, I want to say, more professional people. So instructional designers, um, where do they come into the play with a tool like this? Are they actually using to you know, help their clients? You know, So a lot of different ways to look at this one. Well, that's a great observation. Carmen, um, because it's aimed at at professional market, isn't it, Quasar? But how do they, because it's got a video um, editor, I haven't played with it, folks, because it starts for a one one individual license. The monthly subscription is $108. And then for a five-person team license, it's $541. So at a certain individual, those prices seem quite rich, but on the profession, on the quasi-professional side, they're not. Um, it also generates SCORM and XAPI content. I'm not going to go into what those terms are. Um, I was actually thinking we'd do a show and get an expert on. I'm not sure if people where this show is pitched at, are interested in, in that. If you're if you would like me and Carmen to cover more more of the more professional side um and also get expert, please outright outreach to me or Carmen and we'll do a show on that. Um but it's really I can't make a judgment call um, I think it's something to look at, but I probably wouldn't recommend it to the people that are probably listening to this show or viewing it on a regular basis. I think it's targeted at a slightly different market. Um, would you agree, Carmen? You're nodding. Yeah, I do. I think it seems like maybe an agency will use a tool like this, um, especially if they have a lot of different clients. Um, that could definitely help them speed up their work versus just trying to do everything, you know, on their own. So it seems like it's more targeted to those type of clients. On to something, something that's really probably interesting um, for you and your team, um, Kajabi AI Creator Hub. Um, this is this is um, a free product or selection of tools that Kajabi is offering at the present moment for free to get user data and feedback. Um, I looked at some of the review, reviews online. It's an early beta product. Um, the reviews weren't fantastic. But on some 
some ways it was the people's expectations. Um, the, the reviews were from people that were quite sophisticated and maybe their expectations were a little bit. And like I say, it's a beta product and it's free. Um, I thought it was quite interesting what they're trying, the direction they're going with this. I'd be interested in your own views because I'm sure you were interested in this, Carmen. Yeah, so um, just working for a company that's kind of similar to Kajabi, I think that the goal is to help these creators build their courses a lot faster and the things that you will get hung up on in the past and not launch, um, that helps you do that. And it also helps them, you know, get the customer without turning <laughs> so they can easily create their courses and all the um, content that goes around it so they can promote it. So I think from that angle, it does help both the company and it does help the creator themselves um, as we're creating courses to get things out faster and hopefully make uh, revenue faster. Yeah, I think, in the you know, it kind of gives a course outline, lesson content, landing page copy, sales email copy, sales video scripts, social media content. I'm not, too, I'm not too sure about the social media content. If you're going to go down that route, I think there's, there's more. It's like any, it's a constant battle, isn't it, Carmen, between a Swiss army knife and going to a Pacific product with a Pacific aim. Um, it will always be a constant battle between the attraction of a Swiss Army knife with a unified interface mm-hmm. rather than individual tools, and it will never be settled. Um, that will be constant. Um, I do think they're, pl- I think not only are they getting to grips with the technology themselves through this beta product. But I also think some of the offerings don't offer that much value, but it doesn't matter because it's free at the present moment. Obviously, there's the cost of you, you know, learning something and utilizing it. Um, the reviews I saw said the the email copy was rather limiting, but you could say that with some other AI tools. So I think they're just trying to find with this which actual micro products in the suite actually do get utilized and seen as user-based really offering and which micro product services products in this suite doesn't really appeal to the user base and doesn't offer a lot of value and they probably drop them. Do you think, is that the impression you're getting? Yeah, I think it does add value to the individual user. But like I said so many times before, it's just meant to be a starting point. It is to make things easier. Um, And like you said, it's also free. So (laughs) lower your expectations just a little. Um, So, yeah. And it's free. It's kind of, it was interesting. I kind of, I did it by accident. But um, we just talked about Easy AI, which is, you know, really aimed at the professional market. It's got, that kind of price and then we go straight to kajabi and it's free isn't it mm-hmm. um but obviously kajabi itself isn't free <laughs> it's a premium product as well to some extent um oh, hopefully i'm going to pronounce this correctly uh quant quest 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 gen how do you pronounce it quest? yeah I, it looks like question to me yeah well at least i did something right this week <laughs> It's been one of those weeks, listeners and viewers. Uh, I'm glad it's Friday. Uh, um, I really don't know what to say about this. What's what's your own views about you know when when you had a quick look at this, Carmen? Yeah, so when I take a look at it, just me being um, back in school again, I can see where it would definitely help a college professor <laughs> very quickly. In the online world, probably... Well, in- American universe, higher education, you like your multiple questions. And as a dyslexic, I did a, I did a degree here, actually. I, I've got three degrees, Carmen. Mm, okay. I've got a degree, a master's, and I've got an American degree as well. 
God knows why. Because I, 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 <laughs> I haven't got much value about doing any of them, apart from the, losing my hair and the stress of doing them. Uh, um, uh, um, but I know it's with American education, which I loved. You know, you, they love their multiple choice questions, do they not? Yeah, but this class I have now, it's a lot of fill in the blank and a short answer, which I absolutely loathe when it comes to test taking. Um, and so I think that uh, my professor, he would love a tool like this. And I think it works. It's done online. Oh, you're frozen. Hopefully you're going to come back, Carmen. Oh, no. Can you still hear Oh, you come back. It occasionally happens, Carmen. Okay. Sorry about that. No. So go on. Off you go. Yeah, I was just saying, I think something like question is really great for maybe real world education experiences. I don't think that you would probably use as often in, in an online course because a lot of the information is like repetitive and like you're not really having to change it up as often. Yeah, because it looked quite sweet and the price isn't outrageous. They do offer a free product. It is limited. And then the pro version at $15, unless you've certain got a certain case use, unfortunately... I just don't think it's worth the $15 for a separate product. I just, um, I think that's great. You get, you know, I just don't think, it, unless you're churning out a lot of questions, I, you're a professor at Carmen's University. <laughs> uh, um, I just don't, I just don't think it's worth the 15 but it, it will depend on your case study, doesn't it? And then you've got the thing of exporting, you obviously copy and paste and it, does export JSON files. I don't know if um, Learn Dash, you know, and Lifter LMS, they do import JSON JSON content. It's a kind of um, it's a kind of layout using JavaScript that you can export and import data, folks. I don't know if Eva would have the capacity to import this particular data type. Um, maybe it can because it is JSON. I didn't delve in on enough to to really do that. Um, you will have to do that, folks. On to the next one. This is a another. In, this was quite interesting, actually. I had to spend a couple of hours to look, finding these and and doing my research. I don't look like a total idiot during this podcast. Um, this is an interesting one. Mini course generator. What what was your views about this one? To me, it just seems like there are just a lot of tools that's being just spun off of like chat GPT. And it's not something I think it helps because people are not trying to prompt the tool. And so you have people that help you prompt the tools better, like this created the mini course. So I think it's helpful in that way, but I just don't see it as being like a long-term tool. It's something that if you had a, a legitimate LMS um, or course building tool, this would be something that's kind of built into it and make the, your life easier. Yeah, I thought um, what, what, what I think Carmen had some great insight there. I, this is my this is my bit about it, Carmen. Um, there's a few products, there's a few SaaS products that are around generating what they call micro-courses. Um, this produces micro-courses micro content. It uses the slide metaphor. Um, so you have a slide deck and it produces, inside it, it produces a slide deck um, course, which is a kind of quasi-micro-course metaphor you can export it and um and you can embed it into a web page so you probably could combine it and it offers um you can embed video and they will host the video on their servers and it gives you depending on which plan you got and they, they do offer a free basic plan but it is you're gonna if you're gonna use it in anger you're gonna have to go up to another plan level, which is 15, and then, then Premier is 25. So it's not outrageously expensive, but all these 15 and 25s every month add up. That's the beauty of WordPress. Because um, they do, don't they? They all add up. So um, so get back to it, Jonathan. Um, but 
what they were providing, I think, it, in a strange way, Carmen, I thought it was more focused, and that they're obviously putting more thought in about what they're trying to offer than what Kajabi is in some ways. It, it did have, you could tell it had the people. I'm not doing a good way of explaining myself. Um, it just seemed that they put more thought into it. But the problem is, is the uh, micro. Well, not a problem because they're aiming it at a certain type. Is the is the slide deck metaphor and the micro course thing that they're aiming at? If you're not really looking for that and you don't think you need it, you're you're not going to bother coughing up fifteen or twenty five dollars a month. Do you think I'm being fair there, Carmen? Yeah, I think so. And I was also, it seems like you can just use the platform itself to host your courses. So yeah. so it seems like that may be, may be a benefit in a sense, but. But, you, but you're only going to be doing micro courses, aren't you? So, yeah. so it swings and roundabouts, folks. It's got its strengths and it's got its weaknesses. So you're just going to have, does it, is it. If you're looking to build a real membership site and you're looking for to add some slide deck content, is it worth? I would. I. I. I have to look into it, actually, folks. I didn't have enough time. I don't know if there's some WordPress plugin solution that offers a similar functionality. Probably is at a much reduced cost. If you're looking for a slide deck um, functionality, mm-hmm. on to the next one. It's a biggie. They've been around. Um, is Jasper? So obviously, I think Jasper's been on your. You probably know about Jasper, but I'll be interesting before I'll give my bit. What's your thoughts about Jasper, then, Carmen? I haven't used it. I've heard of it before. I'm not going to say that it's something that you can easily do. I think it just comes back down to AI is there to help you, but being able to prompt it and have a a tool that helps you do that and it knows like hey you're we're writing this for a facebook ad or something of that nature that can be helpful um but as a marketer myself i can't say i've um, used a tool as much um, but i think it could be helpful yeah um what's my views on jasper mm-hmm. <laughs> um it it was one of the um it comes from the same team that are behind rush seo which is a professional, um, I think they're behind it, or am I mixing Jasper with a, another tool? I'm, I think I'm right, but don't hold it against me, listeners and views, if I was wrong about that. I think I'm right. Um, no, I think I'm wrong, actually. It's another tool. Yeah, it's another tool. Um, Jasper was one of the few on that came on the market that was utilizing um, some of these language libraries, APIs, and they were putting uh, a Polish UX design on top of it. And because a lot of them, a lot of the initial libraries, you they were offered for free or you could have to pay a monthly, but they didn't have a great interface. They weren't you, they weren't aimed at the average user, put it that way. You do get a very polished interface and they do offer like widgets and and they have worked out libraries of prompts for you. Um, And, but my, but it's aimed at the semi power user kind of person that's really gone on board with the AI. I have to some extent, I've got a professional writer team that I work with, but I've also been, spending a lot of time with this because of my own background. Um, is it worth the 49 or the well that or the 125 a month, $50 or or the team product for 125 a month? That's a difficult question because I think if you're not going to use it very regularly, it isn't. You know, it just isn't worth that price. On the if you're the more engaged person, the truth is there's better products out there now that can do long form, can help you generate long form content. 
and content in general. If you're looking for snippets, there's products out there that are better value for that as well. So, but if you're looking for a real polished solution and a polished interface and the cost doesn't bother you, it's still a big player. What do you think I've just said? Do, do it make any sense, Carmen, or is I just waffling? No, it makes sense when I think about it. Um, so I do know that the two plans are what the creator and teams. And so to me, if you're like a single creator, um, you, you're kind of spreading yourself thin already because you have to be on a lot of different platforms and maybe you don't have a team. Um, Jasper makes that easy for you where you can easily come up with content for different platforms or different mediums you want to go throughout. And for a team, I see it being helpful um, in that the team can focus on maybe other things, um, as, but not have to focus on things that Jasper can do for you. So I think it does have its value. I think it's just making the lives easier, whether you're like a, a marketing team or if you're just a solo type of creator and you just need some help because you can't maybe afford to hire someone. So that's definitely cheaper <laughs> than having to hire help, most likely. I think that, yeah, thanks for that. That was great insight. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, that's another strength. If you've got a kind of internal team and you're looking at a unified interface and a place, I think it is very polished, you know, because it's been in the market quite, well, in the market quite a while. That's a ridiculous statement. But um, compared to some of the other products, because a lot of these other products, you know, there is a kind of gold rush. There's a kind of um, grab, you know, which... Which product and service is going to find a niche and that allows it to keep on going and establish itself and get um, external, more external capital? Um, so everybody's trying to see, get something out there, throw it out in the market and see if it sticks. It offers some value. There's a lot of that going along in the AI market at the present moment. Because obviously capital has dried out to a certain extent, but there, there, but there is capital for AI products to some extent. So you know, everybody's throwing something out there. Um, I think we're going to go. I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to take some water. Uh, Robert, hopefully, hopefully, calm. I think you've been. I think. I think I'm not been taking all the oxygen out, have I, Carmen? I think I just don't want to, you know, I think Carmen's insights have been fantastic. So we're going to go for our break, folks. We're going to come back. We've got another load of products to talk after the break. We will be back in a few moments, folks. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code podcast 20 that's podcast two zero enjoy the rest of your show we're coming back it's been a feast <laughs> a feast of ai uh, what more could you ask for listeners and viewers you know do join us at around 8 30 pacific standard time every friday if you've got any questions about membership we'll always be glad that you join us live and ask your questions that's fantastic. Um, you find the show set up on the WP Tonic YouTube channel on Twitter. And of course, Carmen will push it out as well. We love more people to join us live. Also, if you're looking to host your website on WordPress, please look at what WP Tonic's got to offer. We offer fantastic hosting that's been set up for a membership community website, plus a host, a host, a gourmet list of the best WordPress plugins to help you do that, plus email integration, plus video, plus a load of extra stuff, all aimed at making it easy for you to build your membership community website on WordPress. 
That's what we specialize in. That's what we love to do. So go over to the WP Tonic site, have a look what we've got to offer, and join the tribe, folks. So on to the next, which is a WordPress um, plugin. Um, we offer it at WP Tonic as part of our hosting packages. Um, Bertha AI. Um, in some ways, I think uh, Bertha AI. What was your own views? Also, what's your views where AI is in the landscape? I think, in some ways, for understandable reasons, um, the response from the WordPress um, plugin and the community, the the landscape, the WordPress landscape in general, has been a little bit slow. Um, to respond to AI. What's your own feelings about Bertha AI and what I've just said? Yeah, Bertha, to me, I learned about it after ChatGPT. And I like Bertha, especially being a WordPress person, that I was able to put it right there in my WordPress dashboard. It also had a Chrome extension. Um, so it made it very easy to use a product versus like kind of just going back and forth from chat GPT to whatever I was doing in WordPress. So that already gave it the leg up for me. Um, and then I like the prompts that were already in there. Um, so there was like a prompt if you want to like write a blog post or a quick about section versus trying to put like, hey, help me write a uh, about section um, on my website, chat GPT, like Bertha to me had the prompts. So it was already in there. So it made it easier to uh, to use it, use it. Yeah, I think I I personally wouldn't use utilize it to write long long length content myself, but I think for short and medium, which could be ideal because um do control yourself here, folks. What I mean by this is that we see so many clients and people that utilize in WP Tonic, and they tend to overwrite. Um, you need you need short copy here that it, write out a fair bit, and then you've got to be brutal about how you're editing. You really got to edit hard yeah. and get and bullet points, short paragraphs, cut it down, and then cut it down some more. Um, utilize quizzes, utilize video. Do you think I'm on the right track, what I've just said, Carmen? Yeah, I do. Like, you really have to be – That's a, I think that's a point we've been driving home. Like, you have to be careful and cut out the fat a lot. I don't know if that's just, like, an American term, but cut out the fat. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the purpose for long-form long content. I think it's great for outlining some of your long-form content, but still you're editing and saying, like, hey, do I really need to talk about this in this content? So, And they've added um, image functionality as well, haven't they? which um, I haven't utilised the image functionality. Um, I think it's a great product. The team behind it know what they're doing. Um, they've got experience. Um, they've got other products or they've got a history of building other products successfully in the WordPress space. So they know what they're doing. So, And I do, I do think um, they are the clear leader in that space. At the present. There are some new competition that's emerging but I think they're still the clear leader in this in this particular type of AI plugin in the WordPress space. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I don't even know if there's any other competitors out there. Maybe smaller, but I haven't heard of them. So. Well, Adam Presler, um, and I think they're building something in this area. I'm not sure if it's public or in beta. But I think they're building with the Astra team. Well, he's he has a relationship with the Astra, but he also builds other products with other developers as well. So Adam's business is um, model is a little bit complicated, but there we go. Um, be nice to me, Adam. I'm nice to you. Uh, um, so. Uh, um, Onto a biggie, um, Canva. Now, um, Canva offer a writer, and they do offer an image generator. They do offer a pretty good product on the free side. You know, they offer a lot of stuff on the free side. 
I think I've got the pro version. I pay my 119 uh, a year, which I don't. I actually think for what you get with Canva is a very reasonable price. You know, I'm a WordPress person, and I try and keep these SaaS subscriptions. To, I have about six that I pay yearly. So I think I've done quite well. I've kept it down because this can just this just can go. I think Grammarly, drop, I still pay for Dropbox because I find Google Drive a pain in the posterior. Um, <laughs> um, so I still have Dropbox, Zoom. I still pay my 150 for Zoom. Um, I pay for Grammarly. I pay for Dropbox, um, and I think there's a couple others that are around. Canvas, one of them, and I think there's one other. Um, but I don't think I'm doing that bad to keep it to a half a dozen, am I? But I do you pay for the pro version of uh, Canva? Um, I get it through work, but I don't no. use Canva. That's a, a perk, right? <laughs> um, I don't use Canva as much. Um, I know that they're always adding new tools. I'm more of an Adobe person, and Adobe is trying to do the same thing, they're trying to get more AI features and like things you have to like know how to do on your own. Like you can just tell like, Hey, I want to remove this background. Um, so just because I do pay for an Adobe subscription, <laughs> I don't want to pay for the Canva subscription. Adobe is like, um, what you pay for Canva, half of that is like an Adobe subscription monthly. So. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got a love hate with Canva. I find the interface at, at I'm going to use a bit of Lang, London slang here, a bit of Cockney. Um, I find it a dog's breath. Uh, I find the interface a dog's breath, Carmen. Um, every time I log into Canva, I have to do a Google search and watch a video. To, but I suppose you can say that about any interface, you know, to some extent. But I just find it a, a totally, maybe it's me, it's, um, I just find their interface a total co incoherent mess. Very polished mess. It's very yeah. polished. But when you start using it, everything's buried, everything's hidden, everything isn't that clear. Mm -hmm. I don't, or, or is it me? Or Is there any truth in what I'm saying? I haven't logged in in a while, but I'm sure if I logged in right now, I would probably have trouble finding something I've used before. And they're just adding a bunch of new features. I mean, I think Slack recently had an update, and it's just like, what is going on? They oh, they're, 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 they're the same, aren't they? Oh, thank you. So you, I find <laughs> Slack, it's the, yeah, I put Slack and Canva in the same bucket. Um, I utilize Slack a lot during the day. You know, I've got various teams because... Mm -hmm. Email has its place, but if you communicate with team members a lot, it's like, but it's a it's another dog's breath, isn't it? Yes, it's that. And then every they think they're improving it, but they're not, are they? They're making it worse, aren't they? Why am I being unfair there? No, it's a fine line to walk because you want to innovate your product and add these new features, but it also can get overwhelming for the users or so companies that. Take the time out to like, hey, like, let me show you like how this works. And even still, you have to have the time to do it. So a lot of email notifications coming through telling you like, hey, we added this feature. This is how you use it, you know. And sometimes with some products, you get excited when you have new features come out because they're not, you know, doing a new feature all the time. I think when I used to be a Divi person, I used to love getting those emails that they added a new feature to Divi. Um so you just have to be careful how you add those new features. You don't want to overwhelm your your customers. All right. So I'm, I'm on the right track. It's very, very powerful. And like Carmen's using Adobe, I do pay. I still use Photoshop. Um, so their web base, was it called their web base? Thing? I think that's still free, isn't it? Or is it? I think it's got a pro version. It's Fire. Is it Fire or something? Is it Figma? They just purchased, I think last year they purchased Figma, Adobe. No, they got a free version. That, um, oh, oh, you know, I know what you're talking about. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like a competitor. I don't think it's as advanced or known as Canva, but they do have their own kind of like very quick uh, graphic creation. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it. Guys. It's got Fire. I'm pretty sure it's got Fire, but so much out there, isn't it? And I'm, Adobe I'm, Express, maybe? 
No, it's called something else. You, I think they have got an Adobe Express product as well. It's all very confusing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> We're just saying like five different tools. Like, wait, is it this? No, that. <laughs> right. I was gonna, I was gonna be naughty. I was gonna say something about Liquid Web and your your name, your company's name in Finn, but I don't. I'm not gonna go there because I don't. Wanna, I don't want to cause you any trouble. Yeah. Uh, um, on to the next one. Right, because I I, I, lo- I loved I'm English, so sarcasm and teasing is my second hobby. <laughs> but a lot of Americans really don't don't get that it's harmless. They get very they can get a bit upset, Carmen. Mm. I, I think you understand my, my. I think it's wit. I'm not always sure it is. Um, <laughs> on to the next one. I, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Kep Kep Wing. I, I, have I done a job there? I think that's what it is, Cap Wing. Yeah. God help us. God help us with these names. All right, on to the next thing. I'm sounding a bit old here. Crank, cranky, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> um, this is a video creation platform. Um, I haven't done it. I I might actually try the free and actually play with it. It seemed pretty cool, actually. Uh, what was what, what was your own feelings for this, about this? Yeah, I haven't used it myself. I remember we had a tool at work that was kind of similar to this. And I can tell you, um, creating content when it's not like your, especially video content when it's not like your thing, um, a tool like this definitely comes in handy. And also it comes in handy if you don't know tools like Photoshop or I think it's Adobe Premiere where you have like all the fancy tools to edit videos and I do really cool effects on them. So this is very helpful, I think, for the creator crowd. And you do need your video content to promote your online courses and your membership. So this tool makes it easier. Yeah, I do some basic editing. I use ScreenFlow because um, it's a good screen capture um i'm on a mac uh, um but i think it's got some real it's using some ai functionality obviously i think it helps you on the basic editing side um but i think the same thing you're just going to make because it also can help you with some other video stuff but so can canva funny enough there's a really um quite a powerful video editor functionality built into Canva. And um, if you're going to cough up for the pro version, so it's a balance because if, because you should, your course videos should be short and sweet as well. And you shouldn't, they don't need to be fantastically polished with loads of transactions transitions and text flying all around because that's more kind of promotional stuff that you use for social media to some extent um or the type of social media because i put a lot of video up on social media but it's just my that's my ugly face because it's personal um um so you it's like some of the other products we just talked about listeners and viewers you can have to make your Try it out, make and make, and probably think to yourself: Is does it offer enough value? Is it is it helping me enough for me to add another sixteen dollars to my monthly subscription subscription list that comes out of my bank account every month? Um, is it something worth me investing time and energy in? Am I being fair there, Carmen? Yeah, I think that if you if you're doing any type of membership online course, you need you need that promotional video factor and you need a lot of it. Um, so maybe not so much for your course content itself, but I think that Capwing, uh, if you do want to use a lot of video, which people are into to promote your courses and your memberships. And I think it's it is a something you may need to invest in, to be honest, if you're not maybe using Canva or something. Yeah, spot on. On to the next one. Oh, God, another name. Murph? Murph? <laughs> yeah? Is that I, right? To me, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well here, though, Carmen. I, my ability to 
mispronounce my guest names. I've been on a, I've been doing better lately, I think. Though. Uh, um, but it's notorious, actually. A lot of people took the Mickey out of me, but well, most people, <laughs> most people took the Mickey out of me. But there we go. I don't care most of the time. Um, if you're handing it out. You you got to accept you're going to get some of it back, aren't you? Uh, um, so, um, this is voiceovers. Do you quality voiceovers in minutes? Uh, use Murphs. Maybe, maybe I should. I never liked the sound of my voice, anyways. I can't hardly listen to my own podcast, folks, because I just cringe <laughs> listening to. Not you, me. I have the same issue. <laughs> I can't listen to it. Uh, um, um, I had a very charming woman I met um, at a networking event in Reno, and she came up to me. And she said, "You've got such a lovely English voice," and uh, I thought I just kind of I didn't know what to say to her. Actually, uh, um, um, she said it so sweetly as well. But there we go. Um, God knows what I'm talking about, folks. Um, so it does kind of it replace, it can do voices on videos and podcasts and I haven't used it in anger. I watched some of the reviews. It starts at 19, 26, up to 75. It seems pretty cool if you need that type of technology. It, it's just mind-boggling, really, wouldn't it? I agree. Uh, the free, I'm glad they have a free version because I don't see it something that you would use all the time. Um, like I can think about, I have a friend, um, he does social media content and sometimes he'll have like voiceovers for like some of the social content that goes out. Like, Hey, we got new barbecue hot wings. He want like a nice, sexy voice um, to say that, but I don't see <laughs> it's something that you would need all the time. You know, <laughs> baby hot wings. Are <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that wasn't sexy at all. <laughs> that was just, oh God. And sometimes you need that voice, you know, like, okay, like who's like, you see this nice video. Oh, are we going to get an example from you? What's your sexy voice? Then? No, oh, I don't have a sexy voice. Come on, I'm sure you can do this. All right, all right. No. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, um, on to the next one before I get into trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure having you as a co-host. It's much that you know. Uh, right. I have... Help us out, Carbon. How do you pronounce the next one? I am going to go for synthesia. Synthesia. Oh, I just couldn't. Right. Synthesia. I'm struggling here, listeners and viewers. They're laughing. They're, I, I, I get more feedback. I spend, we, I, me and Carmen, we spend a fair bit of t- well, time on reviewing and finding a subject. I, I just get back. I just get comments about my muck-ups, about my pronoun, or... Right. Um, well, this this kind of... It, 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 how to describe it? It's, 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 really, it's really cool, isn't it? Um, it puts a kind of talking head, a video of a person. They have whole libraries of pers- personas of different people, and then you can upload some text, and they will speak the text, won't they? It's amazing, really, isn't it? Yeah, like if you're doing a lot of tutorial content, I can see where Synthesia <laughs> comes in handy. Yeah, um, it's really cool, but you're just going to have to make your mind up. You you don't want to stalk talk in front of the camera and have one of these personas, but I think that's a bit of a problem. Because for you to build um, community and to build connection, which is a problem with all online technology, is building any, you know, that's one thing I love about podcasting because its history comes from radio. And radio, you, for some strange reason, even though you're just listening, you, you, you build a real connection with the host or the hosts of a podcast. Um, which which is similar when I was listening to radio. Um, and you want the same thing to build up with your membership website. That So having, a, having some talking head that's not you, I think in some ways it's very cool, but it's problematic in some ways as well. What do you think of, 
am I am I in the right direction at all, Carmen? Yeah, I think um, as a one-to-one creator, like you definitely want to put your own face out there. But somebody that's working for a company and you probably have a team that doesn't like really like to be in the forefront and show their face. Like having something like Synthesia may be cool um, to put something out there. Like so, yeah. On to the next one, Crisp. Well, at least I can pronounce it. Uh, supercharge your online meetings with voice probability. Um, what did eight bucks a month? What did you think? What, what, what does I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is a test that you lasted the long list. Did you have a look at Crisp? What, what does it do? Come, yes. So I use Crisp. Um, I never actually I downloaded it, but I couldn't use it because on certain days I have to take my dog to the groomer, so that means I'm in a coffee shop taking my meetings from work. And someone suggests like, hey, you can, you know, drown all that out and just get crisp. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I don't have to, you know, all these different noises because Starbucks can be very loud and yeah. noisy, coffee machines, music. Yeah, when you, it's amazing because um, I don't use them anymore. I just live here. Um, I've got a co-working um, gig in Reno that I can go to if I actually want to meet anybody. I actually don't exist anymore, Carmen. I, I'm a AI virtual reality thing. I died about five years ago, and I just virtualized myself. <laughs> did you know that, Carmen? I did not. I did not. You seem very real to me. <laughs> she's so <laughs> diplomatic. I don't know what to make of it, folks. She's so she's unlike my other co-host, who wasn't very diplomatic towards me at all. Uh, um, so, <laughs> but I'm used to Uncle uh, Spence. Um, by the way, we didn't we didn't really fall out. He just decided he wanted to do his own thing. So fair dues. Uh, um, so um, yeah, let's get back to it. I was waffling on, wasn't I? Um, so yeah, that's the problem with Starbucks is every time you have an important call, they start making a ton of bloody noise, don't they? They're just like they know, isn't it? Yes. So, so what, is, what did it? What, what is it supposed to do, which it didn't do? Then it was supposed to drown out the background noise. Um, so I guess that's important, especially when we're in a time where most people are having a lot of meetings um, online, and so you have a lot going on. And so instead of having to apologize, like, "Hey, I'm so sorry about my background noise every five seconds," um, it makes it easy. That's the only thing I know that was good, and I think it says that the world's number one noise canceling. Um, AI or voice productivity AI. So I think that's his point. I'm not sure if it's worth $8 a month. Unless you're saying it, are you saying it didn't actually work? Maybe it was me. Um, and I just got frustrated and I didn't want to deal with it. But unless you like just live maybe in a noisy house or you're always taking calls out in public, then I don't think it's worth $8 unless you are in those other situations. Right, you know, um, oh, we've got some, got my uh, co-host joining us. What's he saying? Let's see. Uh, I was blessed with face-to-face meant for radio. You listen to smooth. Yes, Kurt. Yeah, you. I think you've not got a bad face, Kurt. You know, you're a handsome beast, really. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, um, so... I think this has been a long-winded journey, but I think we've gone through a lot of these AI products. Um, of any of, does any of them kind of take your eye? Which are there one or two that you think that if you were in a course looking to build your first course that you would look at at all? Uh, so this may shock you, but the Kajabi one, um, and only because it's a part of the Kajabi software. If you were creating a course, I think those tools could be helpful to someone that's getting started. And then, of course, um, ChatGPT by OpenAI. I think both are very uh, good tools. Everything else is just kind of like nice to have, but not like a necessity to you know create your course and use AI at the same time. Right. This is my take on it. Um I think, even though I said nasty things about his interface, uh, I think as a as a valued proposition, as a, a as a Swiss Army knife, 
that will help you do artwork, all the other stuff to promote your membership website um, for, for the price value um, spectrum. I think Canva is pretty good value for $119. And I think the AI outline tool and the image, there are some better solutions. Um, if um, I think it's worth the, I think it's, Try it out for free, and I think it probably is worth the hundred nineteen dollars a year, right? Unless you're going the Adobe route, as my beloved co-host does. I've got to tell you though that, like I say, I think I I, I love the power of Canva, even though it's a Swiss Army knife. Um, but I don't love the user experience. I think, like I've just been honest with your listeners and viewers. I, I just wanted to check if it was just me being got to my age, but Camp, but Carmen seems to agree with me. It's a bit of a dog's breath. Uh, um, I think if you're in the WordPress space already and you look um, look at Bertha, we provide it at WP Tonic. But if you if you're that misguided not to have your site hosted by us. Uh, <laughs> Um, still have a look at it because I think for 20 bucks a month um, I think it's also a good choice and maybe have a look at both of them um, that's my choice and if, you, if you're looking if you're not going to look at WordPress uh, you know and you can afford the you know I think Kajabi are great at their marketing but I think it is a reasonably polished tool I think sometimes they over over market how easy it, their tool can make it. I think they overdo it, but that's marketing. Um, I think um, if you're looking for all-embracing Swiss Army knife, which has its limitations but also has its good points, if that's really your gig, I would look at Kajabi. Um, and then they've got this extra functionality. Um, I think a lot of the other tools, they might have specific um, things that they offer that you might, might be your bag, but I think it's going to be really down to a case-by-case. Case. They don't offer enough in general terms for me to recommend them. What what's your reaction to what I've just said, Carmen? Um, I think it all makes sense. It, it just depends on what you are using these tools for, how you plan to use them, whether you're using WordPress, whether you're brand new and kind of want everything all in one. So this goes back to personal preference at the end of the day. Yeah, because, you know, we can't kid ourselves. You know, there's a little bit, I think with WordPress, a lot of people overdo the hoops because they just... They just go bonkers and they install every plugin on the universe, basically, and they do that on and they do that in other other areas of building. Of course, they they build war and peace before they even get one student through the actual membership website. You know, it's like building a whole thing. You know, it's like building a whole product range before you got one customer's input you know um you don't want to do that folks uh, um and um there's whole areas a lot of people make mistakes that's why they should listen to this podcast because we're going to give you a load of free information so you so you can avoid some of the mistakes and pitfalls um so um, don't, um, and that's the same with the course content, you know, do not write war and peace. Do not get into chat GPT and just write a novel. That is not what your you, your students are looking for. Um, don't do it. That's all I'd say. Um, I just, just think at the, you can tell that it, a lot of these products are trying to find the sweet spot. And a lot of them, I'm not sure they're finding it. That was that's my general feeling about a lot of this. What do you think I'm right about that? Yeah, everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie. Um, some of them are going to make it, and some of them maybe won't make it. I think it will be great for if you're in that space to look for 
solutions that's already out there and see where you can add on to them. That's always a thing because um, I am afraid that some of them, like the mini course one or mini generator, I think I'm the name of mini course generator. Not sure how long that's going to be around, especially when you have tools that are already equipped for that. And maybe that would have been better putting that software inside of an existing tool. So, yeah. All right, M folks. So, Carmen, what's the best way for people to find out more about you, your roller skating, your knowledge? What's the best yeah. way? So, for right now, it's going to be Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at I am Carmen K. And then very soon, I will have a more robust uh, personal website at CarmenK.com. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, we will be back next week with another topic. We'd love you to join us live around 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every Friday. If you've got any questions about your membership, marketing, um, Carmen's the marketing expert. I'm the doddler. Uh, um, but if you've got any tech questions, WordPress questions, marketing questions, you can put them directly live to us and we ask and join the show, the, the podcast or afterwards. Um, we love you to join us. We will be back next week with another fantastic subject. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.